Can't celebrate enough. We're seven years and we haven't killed the church. That's good news. Hey, hey, yeah, all right. Oh, man. You guys, the truth is God conceived this outreach and he has miraculously sustained this outreach in Fayetteville called CPC. He's been responsible for all of it all along. His vision for us to be like him, for us to be culturally relevant, for us to be a church planting church, and our mission that we would love and serve Northwest Arkansas the way as much as we can, the way Jesus would, and for us to join God as he continues to multiply his kingdom around us is a vision and a mission that we see continuing to grow and to develop in and among us in so many different ways. And I am anticipating something special in this year seven. You know, God likes the number seven. You know that, don't you? It's a big number for him. Um, The Bible has all sorts of wonderful things that happen in seven. Uh, Sometimes freedom is granted in the seventh year. Uh, Sometimes there is nothing but a year of celebration. It's almost like a reboot, a restart for a lot of people. Sometimes it's literally a year just to rest in the Lord. And you know how he feels about you taking one day in seven just to enjoy him, just to enjoy your family, to enjoy your friends. Take one day off. Take one day where you do really just kind of recreate. You relax. Big things are done in seven. And only he knows what is ahead of us. It makes me think of this 1 Corinthians 2.9. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Year seven. Who knows what faith will grow through struggles? You see where I'm pointing. Who knows what victory will come out of hardship? Did I accidentally point again? Who knows what miracles will come out of tragedies? Oh, there it happened one more time. And haven't we all witnessed the most remarkable evidence of that these last two months with our own Eddie and Hillary? What Eddie went through in his accident has given us all a real live picture of faith in struggles, victory in hardships, and miracles in tragedies. So this seventh year uh, birthday, this seventh year celebration of CPC, what better way could we spend it than to have testimonies of our own Eddie and Hillary in some of the specific ways in which they have seen God in this? In fact, that's what I asked them. I said, why don't you guys just reflect and meditate on ways in which you have seen God at work ever since July the 3rd when the accident happened. So that's what I left them with. And I'm already time, so glad I get round two of this. I've already heard it in the first service, and I'm so glad I get to hear it in the second. And we'll just start with Eddie. Just talk to us, you guys. Well, when Jim Bob first approached me and asked me to speak today, the first thought I had was, how do I put five years into five minutes? I walked into CPC in 2014, a broken man. Little did I know the amazing things I would see over the next five years or how God would transform the broken man I was into a better man, husband, friend, and father through our church. He started by allowing me to create relationships with amazing godly people through our church. 
some of those friends have topped their spiritual cup up and moved on to spread our love. Some have planted their roots right here and continue to shine God's love into many of the new faces I see today. In those relationships and through this church, I've seen many of God's miracles. I've seen beautiful children be brought into the world through our church's prayer. I have seen people's pain or illness lessen or heal through God's blessings. I've seen God move hardened hearts towards others and forgiveness granted through His grace. I've seen the church come through together and help families who are going through a hard time in their lives, some of which have been my very own hard times, for which I am very thankful. When I had my wreck on July 3rd, God was with me for the whole way. From the second that he put my dad behind me to the minute he planned for my wife to be working that night, my truck landed where nobody would have seen me from the road. That night, my dad was supposed to take a different way home to go and get some supper, but God told him to just go home, and by fate alone, he did take the same route as me and witnessed the wreck as it happened. By God's design, my wife was working, and she came to the scene and rerouted the helicopter to her hospital. When I approached the curve, my foot was heavy on the throttle, and it was wide open until impact. My truck was capable of doing 142 miles an hour. When I impacted the tree in the ditch, uh, the dash, the steering wheel, and the engine pinned my legs, breaking and crushing them. Since then, I've had four surgeries total on my legs, and by God's plan, I was granted the best orthopedic doctors. I know better than most that I should not have lived through this crash. I also know that I should not have kept my legs, and if I did get to keep my legs, I should be paralyzed. But God worked yet another miracle in me. I know through faith alone, and with that hard work, I will walk again. Uh, There has been a lot of pain in this, uh, but I trusted in God's plan. This has only happened because He wanted to open up more ways that I can become a better man, a better husband, a better father and most importantly, a better follower of Jesus. Through my testimony, I know I can shine God's light into the darkest of places. I appreciate everything that the church has done for my family and me in our time of need. It is only one more way that I can see how much God has worked in our church, and I hope that I can put back into the church the love it has shown me. I can't fit everything I love about our church in one small window of time, but I want to name some of the things that our church does that I appreciate and look forward to every year. Our men's retreat, uh, the marriage retreat, our small groups, our men group, uh, our summer events that Nathan puts on, the bowling nights, Arcadia nights, the RVS ball game, and the back-to-school bash, uh, and the reel-to-reel. Each and every one of these events above connect me in one way or another that impacts my very soul. In all my highs and lows of life, I come back to this passage every time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will guide your path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Amen.
Um, so um, I'm going to talk about ways we've seen God, like Jim Bob asked us, um, through specifically this tragedy. My husband kind of talked about all around um, how amazing this church has been for us. And um, because I'm a nurse, I'm naturally going to uh, talk about the medical side of it uh, a little bit as far as seeing God through that. Um, when I arrived on the scene, um, when they finally got him out of the truck, he'd been pinned in at that time for over three hours because um, when the wreck happened, his dad saw it and his dad initially had gone down to try to help get him out. Um, when his dad saw his legs, um, he realized he couldn't get him out. Uh, one of his legs, um, this left one, the bone had gone through his, uh, his skin, of course, and lodged into the seat. Um, and I didn't realize this till after the fact, but they told me they couldn't even free his leg until they, they had to cut the seat out first before they could free his leg. Um, so it was jammed in there pretty good. Um, uh, when he came up, he, his legs looked like noodles. Um, I mean, every bone was broken. Every long bone was broken from his hips down. Um, crushed both of his ankles. Um, and so we get to the hospital and uh, the number one thing you check, you know, they applied trauma tourniquets in the field because his thighs were so big. And um, we get to the hospital and the first thing you check is you have to release those tourniquets and uh, check for a pulse. And it felt like forever, but um, he had a pulse all the way down to his toes and um, you wouldn't have expected that. Um, that was God. Um, no arteries, no veins injured at all. Um, the only blood that he was bleeding out from was his long bones, and that's why he was bleeding, was because he'd broke those bones. And yeah, he should not have made it, and uh, he probably should have had a crushed pelvis and not been able to walk ever again, and because of God, he's gonna be able to. Because um, like I said, he shouldn't have made it. Um, another time when we really saw God through the tragedy is, uh, I, I still had to work um, after my husband had his accident. My work was great, they said I didn't need to work, but I needed to because we were down to one income at that point and I needed to prepare um, financially so I couldn't exactly take off. And um, my husband had to go to Tulsa at one point and I was still in the middle of a four day stretch of working night shifts and uh, I was pretty exhausted. I was getting pretty short with him anyways and because uh, I was just tired. And um, I get to Tulsa after that fourth night of working and um, I'm exhausted. Like I said, I slept a little bit, but I got there that night and uh, repositioning him and stuff frequently. Um, my husband didn't like to bother the nurses. So instead, naturally, I'm a nurse. I'm in the room. So I'm the one that's getting up and repositioning him about every 10 to 15 minutes. And that's not an exaggeration. His legs are just in so much pain and he has no control at the time. He's getting more control, but had no control at the time of his, of his movements. And um, a nurse would come in or a tech that was there, her name was Linda. Um, she would come in um, on those nights and every time she came in, we'd already talked about how this was a miracle and she would sing hymns um, every time she came in. And um, it just really helped to fill my cup up a little bit spiritually because goodness gracious was I exhausted and I was short with my husband, like I said, and it was hard. Um, didn't want to cry in front of him because he felt like he needed to apologize to me every time. And so I'd have to step out of the room because <laughs> um, I just didn't want him to apologize again. I wanted him to just focus on him. And um, the third night of her being our tech, she, I, was help, I was helping give him a bath. He hadn't had a bath in a couple of days. And she turned to me and she said, you, all, you are the most beautiful couple that I've seen. And um, that meant a lot to me. I needed it. I needed to be acknowledged. And I know that seems like something little, but um, it really meant a lot. Um, because it was getting difficult. And like I said, I was 
being short with him a little bit. Um, I specifically want to talk about how the church through God has helped us um, because this is our seventh birthday. Um, I, sorry. <laughs> um, one of the ways we've been really um, helped is through the visits initially, um, all the prayer, all the, everyone coming to pray over us and over my husband and um, just the visits, all the snacks that people brought and the food. Um, my husband, three days in, he'd only been taking liquid in and he'd finally got up the gumption to feel like he could eat something. And so I went and got him exactly what he wanted and he bit into it. And because of the wreck, I didn't realize how bad it was. His teeth, um, someone broken um, and some fillings had come out and it's immensely painful. Um, and he bit into it and he was done. He didn't even get to enjoy the food um, because of how much pain he was in. And some people brought some snacks and stuff, some of his favorite things that he could just lightly not have to really chew on and um, that he could at least get something. Um, so that was very much so a blessing. And then um, the, no the donations that um, everyone has given us, um, Libby and Ben and um, the GoFundMe that they set up um, to help us. And um, specifically, um, there was a large donation made um, anonymously that was in honor of Honey, and um, it was a sizable donation that um, without it, we actually wouldn't be able to purchase the van that we were able to get, um, which was a huge blessing because my husband was stuck in the house, and um, this is not a man that stays in the house, <laughs> for any of y'all that know him. Um, and so looking at the same four walls, emotionally mentally takes a toll um it still does even with us having the van because when i work i clearly don't get them out that much either and so that donation meant the world to us and that was made through the church and um it meant a lot uh and then um also just the weekly visits that we've been getting from people that come to our house randomly i know we live kind of far out but it means the world um, because when you're staring at four walls, at least you're looking at someone different than your wife. Um, and he can have conversations that he doesn't necessarily have with me. So, um, and also the donations that you guys hand us. Um, a lot of you don't realize when you hand us, once people have handed us cash, how uh, <laughs> worried we've been because I'm going to pop negative in the account. Um, and that money God has laid on y'all's heart to give to us, and it's come at the right time, at the perfect time. And so it's really helped us trust, especially in our financial aspects, the Lord. So we just want to say thank you guys so much. Joshua 1, verse 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, even if it's over an embankment into heavy trees and brush in the blackness of night. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, I am with you, be not dismayed. For I am your God, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Eddie continues to remain ahead of all predictions of both his condition and his recovery. And when anyone asks, 
either him or Hillary the explanation for that. They simply point up and say, we're being upheld by the mighty hand of God. And on this seventh anniversary of CPC, I couldn't help but notice the many references that Eddie and Hillary made of God working through you. Of God using you. And it made me think of this that I saw just this past week. Look at this green. Church is hard. Church is hard for the person walking through the doors afraid of judgment. Church is hard for the prodigal son returning home broken and battered by the world. Church is hard for the girl who looks like she has it all together, but doesn't. Church is hard for the couple who fought the entire ride to service. Church is hard for the single mom surrounded by couples holding hands and seemingly perfect families. Church is hard for the widow and widower with no invitation to lunch after service. Church is hard for the church leader with an estranged child. Church is hard for the person singing worship songs overwhelmed by the weight of the lyrics. Church is hard for the man and woman insecure in his role as a leader. Church is hard for the wife who longs to be led by a righteous man. Church is hard for the nursery volunteer who desperately longs for a baby to love. Church is hard for the single woman and single man praying God brings them a mate. Church is hard for the teenage girl wearing the scarlet letter, ashamed of her mistakes. Church is hard for the sinners. It's hard because on the outside it all looks shiny and perfect, Sunday best in behavior and dress. However, underneath those layers, you find a body of imperfect people, carnal souls, selfish motives. But here is the beauty of church. Church isn't a building, mentality, or expectation. Church is a body. Church is a group of sinners saved by grace, living in fellowship as saints. Church is a body of believers bound as brothers and sisters by eternal love. Church is a holy ground where sinners stand as equals before the throne of grace. Church is a refuge for broken hearts and a training ground for mighty warriors. Church is a converging of confrontation and invitation where sin is confronted and hearts are invited to seek restoration. Church is a lesson in faith and trust. Church is a bearer of burdens and a giver of hope. Church is a family, a family coming together, setting aside differences, forgetting past mistakes, rejoicing in the smallest victories. Church, the body, and the circle of sinners turned saints is where he resides, and if we ask, he is faithful to come. So, even on those, even on the hard days at church, the days when I am at odds with a friend, when I've walked in bearing burdens heavier than my heart can handle, yet masking the pain with a smile on my face, when I've worn the pressures of the world under the microscope, when I've longed for a baby to hold or fought back tears as the lyrics were sung, 
when I've walked back in afraid and broken after walking away, I'll remember He has never failed to meet me there. God is developing us into that kind of a church. We look back and we see His faithfulness guiding us. And we look ahead knowing that He is able to make us what He wants us to be. And I can't think of a better way for us to feel and realize that than to watch what He has done through Eddie and Hillary. He is right here in front of us looking straight at you, having written a beautiful testimony. And Hillary's just pouring out her heart saying, thank you, thank you. And again, I say thank you. What you do, you have no idea how God has used you in our lives. That's church. That's church. We're heading a good direction. What in the world is year seven going to be? Oh, man. Hang on, everybody. Batten your, fasten your seatbelt. I just about said batten your seatbelt or batten your fast belt. Fasten your seatbelts. We're in for something good. Let's pray.